The Church Media Podcast, episode number 76, how to provide consistent training opportunities for your production team. Let's do it. Hey there. Welcome to the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams in your church. We're bringing you knowledge and insight from top media professionals from around the world. Useful, practical content in the areas of live production, design, leadership, digital communications, and more. Show notes for this episode and all archive episodes of the show are available online at 1230media.com/podcast. And now, broadcasting from the ministry headquarters of 1230 Media. Here's your host, Church Media Coach Carl Barnhill. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast this week. I'm Carl. It's a privilege hanging out with you each and every week. Even though I'm in studio alone when I'm recording, your feedback through social media, emails, and messages is much appreciated. So keep that coming. You can email me directly anytime you'd like at carl at 1230media.com. That's carl at the word 12, the word 30, the word media, all spelled out, 1230media.com. Before we get rolling this week, I want to let you know about our custom media services at 1230media.com. If you are in need of a custom sermon bumper, promo, church announcement, or pre-service loop, countdown, anything for your screen, and you want it built from scratch just for your church, we can help you with that. Just go to our website or call us today. Our number is 910-849-1230. That's 910-849-1230 to get your project in the works today. I plug our custom content not in a shameless way, but because it truly is our passion to serve you guys. And if we can help you with the creative elements at your church so that you can do more one-on-one ministry with the folks in your church, then we all win. So let us know if we can serve you guys in any way. We would be honored to partner with you. This week on the show, you get me. (laughs) It's been a while since we've tackled a topic, and we've been in interviews for quite some time, and I thought it would be a nice change-up for me to share some of the strategies Uh, that I've used for providing consistent training opportunities for volunteer teams. I'm going to be opening up my playbook and share the entire training process that we created at New Spring Church when I was on staff there. I've served at several churches and ministries over the years, most recently at New Spring, and we created that training process, and it really, really worked. So I'm going to share all about it after this week's Church Media Resource of the Week. I'll be right back. And now, your Church Media Resource of the Week. Software, websites, gadgets, and tools that will resource your creativity and your ministry. Howdy, this is James Wassum from Great Church Sound with another Church Media Resource of the Week. This week, I'd like to explore how you can learn more about EQ and frequencies. EQ can be a tricky thing to wrap your head around, and it's important to practice using your EQ and to continue developing your listening skills. Mike Sokol is a veteran pro audio educator and live sound engineer. He recently did a live training seminar about how to use EQ, and it was recorded and made available for free. The free video series is called The Art of Equalization. You can find these videos on YouTube and subscribe to the Live Sound Advice channel. 
Again, that's the art of equalization from Mike Sokol and live sound advice. I think you'll learn a lot about EQ, frequencies, and how to apply what you learn to your live sound mix. For more free resources for your team, visit 1230media.com slash training. The Church Media Podcast, essentials for executing your Sunday worship service. Here is Carl Barnhill. Welcome back. This week, I'm opening my playbook and sharing with you a quick guide to providing consistent training opportunities for your volunteers. Training your volunteers is so crucial, and training should not stop with new volunteers either. You should be consistently providing training opportunities for new members of your team and for your veterans. So I'm going to give you an approach to consider using when it comes to training your team. Before I start laying this out for you, I want to push you to another episode of the podcast that we did in early 2015 called How to Provide a Clear On-Ramp for New Volunteers. It was episode number 31 of the podcast, so it was uh, quite some time ago. But this episode will lay out my strategy for bringing new volunteers to your team. You got to have people on your team before you can train them, right? So quickly, here was our on-ramp for new volunteers. This was the path a new person to our church followed to go from visitor or member of our church, a new member of our church, to consistent volunteer. This was the path that they followed. And again, listen to episode number 31 of the podcast for lots more detail on this path. Okay. So number one quickly was church membership or ownership class. This is where people found out about our church. From there, new members would sign up for what we called opportunities tours. So from our membership or ownership class, we called it, there was a clear push for people to find a spot to serve in our church. They would sign up for an opportunities tour, and this tour would go uh, to all the ministries in our church and show people the places that they could volunteer. So production was one of the spots that the tour came by to see. Now from there, if someone was interested after being on that tour, uh, if they were interested in serving on our team, uh, we would sign them up for what we called a production first look. Now this was a sneak peek into our team and what we uh, and what we did every week, how our team operated. We would explain the positions on our team, uh, the schedules, how our scheduling worked, how our team operated, give them our vision, uh, stuff like that. From there, they would sign up for their first training session. So there was there was an on-ramp before they got to their first training session and, and started learning a new position. Okay, so those four steps uh, of our on-ramp real quickly again was church membership class, number two, opportunities tour, number three, production first look, and then... Number four, they moved into our training process. So membership class, the tour, the production first look, and then training. So I've written in detail on each one of these and how we did these on our 1230 blog. So we'll put all those links on the show notes for you. I want to encourage you to go back and read each one of those if you want to know how we did a 
production first look, what that looked like, how we did the opportunities tours. Um, very interesting uh, stuff, and I got some neat stories uh, for you on that regard, too. So check out those blog posts. I'm also in the process of writing a book that will flesh all this out in a lot more detail, so it'll all be in one place uh, just for you. That'll be coming out uh, a little later this year. So now that we've established our on-ramp to get new volunteers onto our team, let me walk you through our training process and give you a new approach to training. And you don't have to worry, uh, again, about writing all this down. Uh, Everything I'm talking about will be available on the show notes. I have downloadable PDFs there for you for free. So no need to to take a bunch of notes. Uh, You can if you want to, but all that will be readily available for you on the show notes page for this episode. So uh, just listen, get some ideas for what you could implement and download those resources, adapt them, uh, adapt this method for your team in your context. Okay, so uh, here, here's the, the new method. Uh, try offering training opportunities like college courses so that it's clear where someone is in the training process. It also gives them clear milestones for growth. So at New Spring, we called our training process basics. We had basics 100s, basics 200s, and basics 300s. And it was designed like this. There were three classes or experiences in each series. So the basics 100s was designed for new volunteers. We had basics 101, 102, and 103, and those go in order And uh, I'll flesh these out for you one by one here. Okay, so Basics 101 was a training environment in which a new volunteer would observe a veteran in a position of their choice. So this training would be scheduled for one service on a Sunday. All we wanted people to do was come in, see the lay of the land, get familiar with our environments, meet some people, and just observe. One of the biggest reasons why I think volunteers burn out so quickly is that we've pushed them into responsibility too quickly. Imagine never touching ProPresenter in your life and then being responsible for running lyrics and content for your entire church in a matter of minutes. I'd be freaking out and nervous, too. Uh, yet that's what we do sometimes. We, we get together quickly on a Sunday morning before the service starts. We say, hey, here, push this, push that, don't push this. All right, go for it. And we kind of throw them to the wolves without training them, without giving them practice and, and without having a process in place. We, we shove too much responsibility at them too quickly. So let's not do that to people. Let's ease them in. So that's what... Our Basics 101 was the start of that process of easing them in. Uh, So it was designed for people to just observe a position that they think they might want to try. And we encouraged our veteran that was in that position on that Sunday to just chat and get to know them. That was it. Just observe. Uh, The veteran chats with them. They get to know each other. They just kind of observe the lay of the land. That was Basics 101. They come in to observe during one service. Real simple. Okay, Basics 102 was a Monday night training environment in which a new volunteer would learn about the details of how our production team operated. We went a little further here. 
At this training, each new volunteer would be paired one-on-one with a veteran to train on a position. They would also have the experience of running that position during a full run-through with our band. So a couple things here. Number one, we had a full night of rehearsal that ended, we ended the night on a full run-through every single week. Now some of you are freaking out here. (laughs) What? Your entire band and teams were there on another night of the week? Yes, but we worked uh, quickly, and this is a key here, we worked quickly to create positions where veterans could lead this Monday night training and eventually our staff team would either rotate to stay or let the veterans run the night all by themselves. Um, We would uh, maybe rotate, uh, you know, you take this Monday night, I'll be off the next three, you take this one. So uh, I think I got to where I would maybe be there on a Monday night, maybe once a month or so, something like that. So don't think it's this big, uh, huge commitment for staff. And, you know, if you get enough volunteers, sometimes they, they just want to be there. They like serving, and that's what we found uh, on that Monday night is they really enjoy teaching and, and training other people. So it's a process. You can get there. Don't think it's going to happen next week. So this process took uh, a lot of time for us to get to. But, uh, yes, yeah, so we had a full night of rehearsal that ended on a full run-through every week. Secondly, we asked an entire team of veterans – to train new volunteers one-on-one on positions. Now, this was huge. We saw veterans become more invested in what we were doing because they were now teaching new people how to do it. We saw major relationships being formed because people were spending more time together. We saw our experiences become more excellent because people were getting more practice on the gear on the stage in a non-stressful environment. Monday nights did not have an audience. We could be on the stage or play with the gear and mess up all we wanted to. The entire point of the night was to practice and learn. Think of this in terms of sports. If you're on a team and the only time you're on the field is during a game, the game is where you're practicing. So you're more apt to mess up because you're learning inside the game. Uh, why why do we think that this would be different in church world? We use Sundays uh, sometimes as a training ground. We just we tell our volunteers things to do, shove them onto the field, if you will, uh, with no practice at all. Then we wonder why our experiences aren't excellent. Well, we're not training them up. We're not giving them practice opportunities. So give your oppor- give your volunteers rather practice set up some type of practice environment for them. Now, this could be Monday nights for you. It could be Wednesdays after midweek service. could be Sunday afternoon. doesn't matter when it is, but if you set up some type of practice environment, your volunteers will thrive and they'll get better and your experiences uh, will improve. Now, one last note here. If you're going to get pushback, uh, or you're going to get pushback on this idea, rather, um, expect pushback. Ex- expect it. You're going to have people not like this idea. This is a long play. You're going for the long play on this one. I had people that hated this idea at first, and then they came to me later and they thanked me because they found out quickly that they got a chance to practice. 
They got a chance to train people and serve in different capacities. Sometimes they weren't they they weren't serving to be seen by the congregation or anything like that, and so they would jump in uh, anywhere on, on a Monday night when they're not seen by anyone, just to be invested in the culture that we were trying to create. They became uh, more uh, they had a lot more ownership <clears throat> in the process. Now we set this up where a new volunteer could take Basics 102 as many times as they wanted to until they felt comfortable running the gear on a Sunday. Now, that being said, all stage camera positions, because it's a little more difficult to master that position, it was expected that they do more than one Basics 102. And other positions, if if someone didn't feel comfortable, say they're uh, running the switcher or on ProPresenter, and they wanted to do another practice Monday night, we would schedule them for another Basics 102. They could stay in that Basics 102 for several weeks if they wanted to, or or even a couple months. Now, we didn't let it go longer than it needed to. I mean, if, if we thought they were ready, we would you know, really talk to them about, hey, you know, it's time for you to serve on a Sunday. But we made it clear that, hey, you can mess up all you want. You can, uh, you can have as many 102 trainings as you want to in order to feel comfortable. Okay, so that was Basics 102. Basics 103 was a training class in which the new volunteer would run a position on a Sunday with a veteran by their side as a safety net. We also nicknamed this class Bowling with Bumpers. The new volunteer would run the position on their own, but the veteran would be right there beside them in case they had any final questions or were nervous in any way. It was a safety net for them. Now, this helped a volunteer's first time on a Sunday be a little more stress-free. They knew that we had their back and that we wouldn't let them mess up. Any way you can make a new volunteer more comfortable going into executing your experience, the better. Um, We found that very quickly, that their confidence level just rose up very quickly if they could have multiple Monday night Uh, trainings where they could practice with no audience there, and then uh, also this 103 experience where they would serve, but they had that safety net of a volunteer right there beside them. Um, Now, that 103 was usually only one Sunday, uh, and then they got it. So uh, that usually went by pretty quickly. Okay, so I'm going to move on to laying out our Basics 200 series classes. This set of classes is the same structure as Basics 101, 102, 103, but this was designed for our veterans to be cross-trained in other positions. I considered a volunteer a veteran who had been on the team for three months or more. That's what we called a veteran. If you've been there for three months, you're a veteran. We also made it clear when you joined our team that we wanted you to learn at least three positions on our team. Now, this allowed us to move people around on a Sunday if we had the need to. It also allowed people to be more versatile. You know that volunteer, the the older lady that she runs ProPresenter, that's all she does. Well, we made it clear as new volunteers joined our team, look, the expectation is that you're going to learn at least three positions. That's what we do. We learn three positions. You can do this. Everybody else has. You can jump in. You can learn more than one position, we got your back, it's going to be okay. So this allowed us to change out people on Sunday. Say somebody got sick last minute, we could easily move people around. Uh, It made the team a lot more versatile. 
It allowed us to fill positions quickly. It was just a win all around. So a veteran didn't need to go through first look again, our production first look in our on-ramp. They already knew about our team, but they did need training on the new position that they were going to learn. So Basics 201 was a training experience in which a veteran would observe another veteran in a new position of their choice. This training would be scheduled for one service on a Sunday as well. So it's it's mirroring that Basics 100 series, just mirroring it, but this time the, 20, the 200 series is for veterans that are being cross-trained. So Basics 202 was our Monday night training environment again, but at this training each veteran would be paired with another veteran to train on a position. So every Monday night, we would have a, a group of new people learning positions, whether they were brand new volunteers or veterans learning other positions. That's what the Monday night looked like. The veteran would also have the experience of running that position during a full run through with our band again. So they're, they're just like a, a new volunteer learning a new position. They've just been there a while, and they're just learning a, a different position on our team. On Monday nights, we had, uh, again, new volunteers being trained and veterans being cross-trained on other positions. All right, Basics 203 was our training environment in which the veteran would run a new position on a Sunday with another veteran by their side as a safety net. So this was Bowling with Bumpers 2.0. All right, now to our Basics 300 series. This series of classes was designed specifically for live directors. Here's how this worked. In Basics 301, a director in training would sit and observe a service with a production staff member. This staff member would talk them through a service from the eye of a director giving them a start on what they needed to start learning. Then they moved on to Basics 302. Now, this was a Monday night training in which a full team of veteran volunteers would be scheduled to operate each position while the director learned how to dictate camera direction, call graphics and video playback cues, and lead a volunteer team in creating an excellent experience for those who attended our services. When we had a director to train, we would take one Monday night on the calendar, and instead of having a Basics 102-202 training night, we would have a Basics 302 training. Again, we asked a full team of veteran volunteers to come and run positions in order to help the director learn. It was wonderful to see a team of volunteers work together to make a new director successful. They would give him or her tips uh, and helps on better ways to make their direction clearer, how to oversee the room, and more. I didn't have to do everything. We created environments and cultures in which our volunteers wanted to help each other. We created positions of leadership where high-capacity volunteers would be in charge of the entire training process and make sure volunteers were getting through the system. All this sounds fine and dandy like there were no hiccups along the way. <laughs> of course, we had many problems that um, that we had to overcome. We had to kind of change the direction of our culture to accept these 
Monday night trainings to really go over and over what this new training process would look like. Uh, I mean, there were obstacles after obstacles and uh, people that, that didn't want to do that, that dropped out. There were new people that came. I mean, we, you know, we had all types of things that we had to deal with. So this was not a bed of roses. But in the long run, it was very, very successful. And uh, this was just a great way to uh, have a clear path, a clear way to, to train our volunteers. So again, sure, we had our, our kinks and things that we had to work out, but setting up this clear path for our volunteers to be trained helped us execute our services on a very, very high level. However you set it up for your church, this is true. Your volunteers want consistent training opportunities to be better at their position. They may not tell you this. They may not know how to tell you this, but I promise you they want it. They want to be better at what they're doing. They want to do a good job. They want to have the the tools and resources and know-how to execute well on a Sunday. They don't want to be frustrated on a Sunday. They don't want you frustrated at them. They don't want to mess up. They want to to know. They want to be confident in doing their job well. And it's your job and my job as their leader to set them up for success. And I think that this training process is one approach that you could use in order to do that with your volunteers. What we found is the confidence level went way up uh, and that people were having fun. They enjoyed being there on Monday nights hanging out. Um, so it was it was really, really a, a good approach to use. Uh, again, for for details and, and this kind of laid out in a very clear way, in a visual way, uh, I've put together some PDFs for you. Uh, I've, I've linked you over to blog posts to to share details of how this worked and uh, and how the on ramp went and all that. So go to the show notes page for this episode, 1230media.com forward slash zero seven six. You can get some visuals on what this looks like. So that was our training process, and uh, I'll be back in just a minute to wrap things up. My family was one of the most respected in Jerusalem. Welcome home. Please, I need you to tell me who one's enemies are. Masala, I won't name names until we were betrayed <laughs> by my own brother. Masala, you know we've done nothing wrong. One's calling for blood. Crucified. No! The world you live in is Rome. Bear laws, bear power. I won't let Masala go unpunished for what he's done to us. Our mother and sister. Was it a quick death? They deserve justice for what's happened to them. There is a way. In the arena, there is no law. Racing is a blood sport. If you lose, you die. If your brother is to cry of Rome, defeat him and you'll defeat an empire. Then you will have your vengeance. You have a voice. People would follow you. I would follow you. Go! 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 should have stayed away. You should have killed me. I will. Remember, first to finish, last to die. Come on! Are we having fun now, brother? Stand and fight! 
Available now on Blu-ray and DVD. Again, to load up on tons of free content, including links to all the blog posts and archive podcast episodes that I mentioned, go to 1230media.com forward slash 076. You also get free PDF downloads that you can take and implement with your team. 1230media.com forward slash 076 as an episode number 76 on the next church media podcast next week on the show i welcome two powerhouses in the christian music industry today jason roy the lead singer of the band building 429 will be joining me along with joel smallbone from the band for king and country i'll be talking with both of these guys about how they work with their production teams in concert and tour environments and how they craft experiences for thousands of people at a time. Sometimes we think that other churches are the only people we should be looking at and following for ideas creatively. I have a totally different approach. I want us to learn from anybody that creates experiences for people. These guys share a ton about what goes into creating memorable experiences. So I also talked with Joel about his new movie, Priceless, which is coming to DVD and Blu-ray next week. He shares some behind-the-scenes stories of the making of that film, so be sure to catch that next week. I want to thank the legend, David Michael Hyde. David is a composer and music producer for film and digital media. You can find David slicing up some tracks with his mad audio ninja skills at davidmichaelhyde.com. And thank you for listening this week. Go out there, guys, and create some incredible experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Church Media Podcast. Please take a minute today to rate and review the show in iTunes. We'll catch you right here next week for another episode of the Church Media Podcast.